Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fine Wine, where I talk about media that may or may not have aged well, and, well, whine about it. I am the voice you hear in your ear when your sleep paralysis demon is looming above you, and today I'm going to be talking about The Wicked Lady 1982, a remake of The Wicked Lady 1945. Um... It stars Faye Dunaway, Alan Bates, John Gielgud, Denholm, Elliot, Prunella Scales, Oliver Tobias, and Glynis Barber. Um, now, as you should know, or as you may know, um, in my previous episode that I've done of The Wicked Lady, um... Of the Wicked Lady, the original 1945 version. I absolutely loved it. Um, Miss Margaret Lockwood. Absolute one of my favorite um, actresses. Um, Amazing film. She's an absolute menace. Um, So when I saw that they had a remake of it, I was like, why would you touch such a classic? Um, Especially when half a century hasn't even passed since the classic released um like literally 1983 only 40 about 40 years before the original wicked lady came out like why would you why would you make well i i guess like um with the poseidon adventure they remade it only like 30 years after the original came out but it doesn't make sense well, sort of does, because if you remake a popular movie and with um, actors and actresses of the current time, then it should be a box office hit, right? I mean, clearly the Wicked Lady must have worked because um, companies like Disney are doing it now, right? Right? Well, what if I told you that is completely false? The Wicked Lady 1983 was an absolute flop. Um, it only made like $700,000 in the box office and it was estimated to have been, um, costing the, it, it it was estimated to cost 8 million or 15 million to produce. Um, so that's like a lot of money to lose. Like, how do you make a film that's such a flop makes less than a million dollars when it has a budget like above a million oh my god like how do you do that really how do you do that um plus the wicked lady 1983 less than a million bucks the sorceress i mean or sorceress sorceress i don't know if i think it's sorceress Sorceress, a film from 1982, um, had a budget of $500,000 and made $4 million. And even though it's also an absolutely abhorrent movie, it's, it's worse than the Wicked Lady remake, but it still made 4 million bucks. That just shows that whoever decided to remake the Wicked Lady and all of it, um, it was a big misstep. Like, dear lord. And, like, you have some people that have done great work before The Wicked Lady. Like, you have Faye Dunaway, Alan Bates, you know. Like, people that are known to have been successful in the industry. Um, up until this film. Um, but it it's also rated R. The Wicked Lady, 1983, is rated R? How do you make a film from 1945 rated R when you remake it? Like, it makes no sense to me. Like, um, hello? Well, they did change quite a few things in the remake. Um, and I should get on with describing, like, what happens in it so that I can actually get into these differences that are in this um, fraudulent remake. Um, so first off, we have 
first thing that we see um, is a rotting corpse that's hanging from a pole. Like, what? How do we go from, like, a melodramatic film that's, like, all about drama to having an absolute, like, gory image? How does that happen? Like, there, there's, like, a body hanging, and it's half decomposed, and there's a crow sitting on top of it, chewing it. Like, what? Hello? This is supposed to be the Wicked Lady, not, like, the zombie apocalypse, World War Z, you know? Um, and then, this is, then we get to the next part, which is same scene, still the intro credits, and, um, we have Miss Caroline and Mr. Ralph, um, riding horses together like they did in the original um, opening. But this time they're going through a little town where there's like a little festival. So what do we see when we get into the town? We get in, we get like a peek into a barn. And in the barn, there are two people, a man and a woman, going at it, doing the naughty, the naughty, naughty. Um, doing the, um, the evil dance from Essex, you know? Um... Like, hello? And then we also get, like, full-on tatas. Full-on out. They're doing... The, her legs are, like, split open in a V. Like, what? Why? It has nothing to do with anything. These characters aren't even named. Like, apparent... So then the next thing that happens is... um, They're like, oh my god... Somebody's in the barn, like, with another lady. And then the women of the village, like, go and, like, chase her around the town. Well, not town. Like, around the hamlet. And she's just naked. Boobs flopping around in the wind. Like, we see her full muff as well. Why? Why do we have to see this in The Wicked Lady? Like, huh? And then, next thing we see, before we even get to the conversation that Ralph and Caroline have when they're riding the horses, like, literally the first thing that's in the original, um, we have our third change, which is, um, a guy is getting dragged by a couple of militiamen, um, for doing a crime. And he's, like, rope tied around his hands, getting dragged along the grass. And Ralph, he was, like, kind, compassionate guy in the original, And was like, the common people deserve our respect because they are the ones, like, tending our land. And, like, we are the ones that benefit from it, so we should protect them. Um, no, not this time. Instead, Ralph is like, he sees the man and is like, he throws the guys dragging the guy, like, a bag of money. And he's like, um, I don't want any hangings near the day of my wedding. But then the, then the Guys on the horses are like, nah, mate, we're gonna hang this guy anyways. So then Ralph's like, ugh, oh well. Huh? This is, like, not Ralph at all. Like, this is something I'll get into it in a little bit. Um, But the characterization is completely different. And then also, Ralph, instead of being, like, a young guy in his 20s or 30s, now he's, like, um... In his, like, late 40s, late 50s, you know? Like, huh? (laughs) Um, So, the character of Ralph is very naive. Um, So it makes, like, no sense why. Why this older guy should be falling into the same trippity traps that Ralph does. But they return to their, to the skeleton manor. And they have the conversation that was in the original, like, word for word. Um, then they, like, just do their thing. And then it moves as quickly as it does in the original. Lots of shit happens within the first 15 minutes. Um, Faye Dunaway arrives playing Miss Barbara. Oh, Faye's portrayal of Barbara. Oh my god. Now, how can you, like, do this role justice when Miss Margaret Lockwood originated the role? Oh my god. Um, 
And also, the woman that plays Caroline, she, um, in one of her scenes where she's just talking to herself, she's like, almost forgets the name of Barbara. She's like about to say, she like is rambling on and then she breathes in big and then goes, Barbara, you know, like, um, hello, did you forget your lines? And they just forgot to cut that out or put in the take that was better. Like, okay. Um, and then Hogarth, the guy, the butler dude, he's like, um, he spews his Bible, his Bible words, like, um, vanity, vanity, vanity. Um, as soon as he sees Barbara, which makes no sense because why would Hogarth know anything about Barbara when she's literally just arrived? Um, like, he says the vanity line after six months of knowing her in the 1945 film, but he just spews it out, like, literally as she walks through the door. What For what reason? Like, so that we establish that Hogarth doesn't like her, but why do we need to do that now? Like, huh? Um, so we get Barb um, and Carol now. So Barb and Carol, they're, like, in Caroline's room getting ready for bed, and that's when, you know, Caroline's like, well, Barb's asking about, like, who should I go see? And Caroline's like, mm, there's no single men here except for Ralph. But Ralph's also the nicest. Teehee. So if you wanted to get married, it would have to be him. So Miss Carol, again, sets herself up to get her man stolen. But instead of having, like, um, a more subtle, like, look of evil scheming, um, like Margaret Lockwood did in her portrayal of Barbara, they have a zoom in onto Faye Dunaway's face, hold it there for like three seconds, and then she looks from one side to the other and then smiles evilly. Like, hello, that's like mega obvious. Like, not even, it's like hitting you over the head with it. It's to the point of being very campy, but also it's. It's, uh, like, they're being so faithful to the, to the original with the dialogue and stuff. Like, dialogue verbatim. Um, but then they're just, like, I don't know. It's, the original was already campy. But it was, like, a good balance, because it was, you're able to believe it. But this one is just, like, are they even trying? Are they even trying in this film? I don't think they were. And then, so, obviously now we have Barb, and she's dancing with Ralph. And after the dance, like, she's like, well, Ralph, now you have to kiss me because it's fashionable to do. And Ralph's like, um, no thank you. But the dance that they're doing is, like, the very dinky, like, medieval, like, ding, 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 like, harpsichord music. Um, and not, like, so in the original, they had um, more, they had like ballroom waltz sort of type dancing in it. But this one, they have like um, like the dorky looking dancing from like, um, I don't know. What's a good example? It, uh, anyway, it's like dorky, like little hops walking around each other without touching each other, but looking very like stick up bum sort of look. Like, we can just suspend our disbelief for for a lot of things. So why is this one of the... Why is the dancing one of the things that they felt they needed to change and be more historically accurate? Like, this was the thing you decided to change? What? No sense. No sense at all. Um, so now we get to the scene where Miss... Barbara is going to seduce Mr. Ralph. So they're on the horses and Barb runs up to Ralph and she's like talking with him. And then she accidentally makes her horse go super fast. And she's like, oh my God, Ralph, save me. Um, Looking behind her really obvious like. Um, And then she throws herself off the horse. Um, So Ralph comes over and he's obviously like, oh my God, are you okay? No, he doesn't say, are you okay? First thing he does after he gets off his horse, is kiss her neck. 
And then they make out. What? Why? Is that the first thing you do when you see, like, a lady, like, fall off her horse? Is that you loom over her and, and kiss her neck? What? Not even any, like, oh, Ralph, is that you? Oh, thank you for saving me. Like, what happened in the original? No, instead they just go straight in for the kiss. At least for, like, the original, it was like, oh, Ralph, thank you so much for saving me. And then they kiss. So, it like, you're able to sort of believe why Ralph would, like, kiss her. But no, this just makes Ralph look like an absolute horn dog and, like, absolute perv. Like, what? And then also, the biggest crime in this scene is um, Barbara's riding outfit. Oh, my God. So, Margaret Lockwood's riding outfit, it was, like, sleek, hot, sexy. She had pants on. She had, like, the poofy, poofy sleeves, a musketeer hat with feathers. You know, she got dressed up for the occasion. Miss Faye Dunaway's riding outfit is, like, have you ever heard of, like, um, a snuggle? A snuggle? I think it's what, a snuggle. It's, like, the blanket with armholes. Um, it looks like she's wearing a blanket with armholes on, and that's her riding outfit. That's the biggest crime. That's the biggest crime of this scene. The biggest crime of this film, the fashion. The fashion looks so cheap. It literally looks like, um, fabric that you would find on, like, a Barbie from 2005. Like, it's so crinkly. All of the outfits look like they need to be ironed out and, like, oh my god absolutely crime so then we get barb going to carol and being like oh my god i have to leave oh my god i can't see him and then caroline's like what who can't you see ralph and barb's like yeah we love each other well he doesn't have to say it because i know that's how he feels so carol runs out the room and again we get barb looking into the camera and smiling but this isn't like um oh my god it's just like so it hits you over the head way too many times with the, oh, look, Barbara's evil and scheming. Um, and it and it's also just like, um, it's not over the top enough even to be super camp. Because Faye Dunaway's portrayal of Barbara is very one attitude. It's always very, um, oh, is that so? Oh, okay. Oh, Ralph and I, I can't see him anymore. We told each other that I would have to go away. I'm sorry, Caro. This can't be. And then that's like the one mood that she has throughout the film. No, like, shocked. Um, Faze Barbara doesn't even pretend to act. Um, doesn't even pretend to act sad or remorseful. Like, at least... Margaret, when she played Barbara, she was, like, fake crying to Caroline. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then she, like, collapses on the bed and and is, like, crying on the bed. And then Caroline, like, leaves to go ask Ralph. And then Margaret, like, looks up to the camera and smiles evilly. Now that, that's camp. That is camp. Not if you just have Faye Dunaway sitting on the bed going, like, oh, okay. And then just looking at the camera and then cracking a slight grin. Like, no. That's like kids TV show. Come on. At least get the fake waterworks going. Ugh. I am like... Yeah, Faye Dunaway's Barb is like, she doesn't even pretend to be remorseful or like coy about what she's doing. She's just very out there, which makes... It's like... If this was how Barbara actually was, she would have never gotten anywhere. <laughs> um, so Caroline goes to Ralph and is like, oh my god, is it true? Do you love Do you love um, Barbara? Um, and Ralph is like, um, oops, yeah, I'm like enchanted with her. Again, Ralph is played by like a man in his 50s. Why is this Ralph so naive and dumb? <laughs> 
Like, it would make sense if, I don't know, if this was, like, his first actual, like, encounter with a woman that isn't Caroline or his aunt's. But no, this man is in his 50s, and he is all naive and stuff. It just, make it make sense, please. Please make it make sense. Um, spoiler alert, they don't make it make sense. Oops. Um, so, then we have, um, Caroline running up to the room and being like, crying and like, oh my god, I'm so upset, but it's okay. You can have the wedding, Barbara. You can have Ralph. I'll go now. I'll leave now. I need the carriage to go. Not you, because you can stay here and marry Ralph. Because Caroline's, you know, she's very forgiving. She That's her character trait. But when she's running up and she's like, you know what? You can even take the wedding dress too. But she doesn't say it in like, um, in like a pathetic, hmm, no, you know, so in the original it was sort of like, Caroline is not very, she's not played pathetic, she's played like a walking mat, but she is like, her delivery is, um, strong girl, like she doesn't show her, she doesn't let herself break down, that's like what the original Caroline is. She's a strong woman that doesn't let her emotions show even when she really should. This Caroline, she plays so pathetic. 1983's Caroline is like breaking down. Well, obviously it would break down if this happened. If the woman who was supposed to be your maid of honor stole your groom. Um, of course, you would have the right to break down. But this Caroline, she's like halfway between like breaking down, but then also conceding all this shit. Like, come on, babe. And then we have, of course, the iconic, um, wear that dress. I wouldn't be caught dead in it. When Caroline is like, you can even have this wedding dress. But this time, Miss Barb looks up the staircase, um, not even, not even a second after Caroline leaves the frame. Not even, no, I mean, the, yeah, the the shot. Yeah, not even after a second, Caroline leaves the shot. Does Barb say that line? It's like, ma'am, she can still hear you, you know? Like, there are, this has so many awkward pauses in the dialogue. Um, and it has, the timing's like all off. Awkward pauses in the dialogue where there really shouldn't be. And then... No pauses at all when there really should be for a character to um, move through space, you know? Um, so then we have the wedding scene, you know. Um, the wedding outfits, uh, absolutely horrible. Oh my god. Super gaudy. But this time, um, they gave Barbara, like, a big wire veil that, like, sticks up, like, three feet above her head. I mean, go for it, babe. It's, like, it's your wedding. Very, very camp, I guess. But that's the only thing that's camp about this. Well, no, there's a bit at the end, but we'll get to that again. I'll s so, um, wedding dress, very no. Um... And they are... So then we have the, the the wedding part still. Barb riding in the carriage with her uncle. And her uncle gives her her mother's brooch and is like, your mother wanted you to have this. And then Barb's like, oh my god, yeah, I'll never lose it. I'll never give it away. Spoiler alert, she gives it away. Um, but the brooch this time, instead of being like sort of... Like just a couple of gems put together in a simple but fashionable way this one is like an ugly like you know those like big christmas ornaments it's like one of those pretending to be a brooch like ew it's so ugly it looks just so ugh, so ugly um so she's like yeah i'll never lose it 
Um, and then they have the wedding where we see Kit, the the dude that Barb falls in love with at her wedding night. Woohoo! Um, and during the wedding vows, um, we don't have a good shot of Ralph, Caroline, and Barbara. Like, so instead we just have a shot of Caroline, like, literally bawling it out. And then, um, Barbara just standing there. And it's only for a second. That's, like, the only shot of the wedding that we actually get to really see is that. We don't even get a shot of Ralph and Barbara at their own wedding. Like, what is this? So then we get back to the manor for the after party for the wedding. And again, the dancing, they replaced all of the ballroom dancing uh, and waltzing with um, with dinky court courtly music. Um, so they're doing like awkward ass renaissance-ish dancing um and it's just very not it you know um but what else do we see absolutely so unnecessary we have um of course since it's like wedding after party somebody accidentally bumps into a door and the door flies open and then it we just see a man and a woman having the snoo snoo again like what what's the reason these are again um extras without names and nobody bats an eye these two people are having snoo snoo on a table at a wedding like literally in the hallway in front of everybody what also her tatas are out so this is the the second the second pair of boobas that we've seen in this film um, but wait, there's more. Later in that same exact scene, we have a little boy peeping into, into a, a closet. Um, then Hogarth comes over and is like, scat to the boy and then opens the closet and is like, what are you guys doing, you good for nothing workers? Um, because in that room, there are two couples. So two girls and two guys. And each one was paired up with the opposite gender, and they were both like doing doing the dirty dance. And again, two two more two more boobas, so we got four more. So how many have we seen? We've seen eight separate pairs of eight. No, we've seen eight single single two does. You know, like for what and for what. You know, is this supposed to be like their humor was, was the court drama, court drama was the drama between, um, Barbara and Caroline not enough. Did we need these couples having the Essex, you know, like why? Like literally no reason. Um, and then we get back. To the actual story that's happening. So Barbara dances with Kit and then they make out and then um, it turns out that Caroline has to get um, Barbara ready for to give her to the husband for as like the nightly duties to consummate the marriage and Caroline's like oh no I don't want to do that do I have to and then the aunt's like yes you have to as the maid of honor so they get that done um and again it's just like it's so weird having Ralph be like old you know it's like "Mm." (laughs) like why do they age up these characters so much like again if you're not going to change the di- the dialogue, but then you change the characterization so much, it's like, why? Why? Um, so then we have what should be a six-month time skip, but um, they really only show it as a scene change. So they don't let you know how much time has passed since the wedding. Um, for all it could be, it could have been 
two days after the wedding if you only watched the 1983 version. Um, so turns out Barbara's fed up with all of the ants and it's driving her crazy. So she goes to complain to um, Caroline and is like, oh my god, can't you do something about these hens? Oh, I totally forgot because this wasn't in the original. But they they show a bit of the honeymoon that happens with um, Barbara and Ralph. Um, so they go to London for their honeymoon to hang out with, um, with um, Ralph's sister. And they end up going to a play and the King of England is there. Now, what does this do for the plot? Absolutely nothing. It's an absolute throwaway scene. Like, all we see is the king take a lemon from a lady's plate and place it into her boobs. That's the extent of the scene. Why? Why? (laughs) And then we get to the scene where Barb is, like, losing it at the ants and is like, oh my god, do something about these noisy hens. Um, Again, we don't get indication of any time skip happening. So this could be literally, again, two days after the wedding. We know it's six months because that's what they tell us in the original and what it says in the book that this is based off of. But still, if you're only watching the 1983 film, you don't know any better. So why is Barb already so fed up with this? Why is Caroline still at the house? Because the dialogue that they end up taking out is the dialogue of Barbara being like, hey, Caroline, can you stay? Because I don't want to take over the house duties yet because I'm not ready for it. And then Carol being like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. They take that conversation out. Like, something that could have really helped make sense of the film, they choose to cut and then they choose to add in random people having sex. You know, as you do. I love butchering movies. That's my hobby. Um, so at this point, Barbara is like, oh my god, I want to sleep in another room now. So she gets the key to, I think, the Eastern Wing. And they're like, oh my god, no. Ralph's uncle was killed in there. It's like haunted. It's bad vibes. But Barbara's like, no. I want it. And she, like, makes very intense eyes towards the other characters. That's like what, um... Miss Faye Dunaway does as Barbara. She makes very intense eyes. A lot. A lot, a lot. Um, so she, like, drags Carol away from doing the kitchen work that she was doing and is like, look, um, I want, um, I want you to clean this place up for me. But no, she doesn't tell Carol to prepare the place for her. She, they just, like, go discovering through the um, secret passageways instead. No, um, Miss, Miss Barb doesn't say to Caro, you know what, can you, like, clean this place up and prepare it for me by tonight, like, like she does in the original, indicating that she's gonna move into the room. She's just like, you know, it's very fashionable for wife and husband to sleep in separate rooms. And then they continue on with this dialogue that is straight from the original. That's like, Um, oh, but you know Ralph isn't a very fashionable man. Um, now, again, why did they completely change Ralph's character when they're not going to change the dialogue pertaining to people describing his character? Um, because Ralph, he's described as not loving outings or hosting parties because he's, like, all about work and doesn't want to party and stuff. Um, they don't show that in his character at all like they do in the original. Like, where is the characterization? Why are you just telling and not showing? Come on. Um, so at this point, um, Barbara has to go greet Henrietta, who is Ralph's sister, because they have come from London to visit, again, this part where, um... Miss Henrietta and Miss Barbara have, like, a little bit of, um, verbiage barrage, where they're like, oh, um, Barbara, it's only been six months. Oh, but you look so dull. 
blah, blah, blah. And then Barbara's like, oh, oh, well, you look so bedraggled. Like, again, word for word. But again, they have weird, awkward pauses in between the lines so that we, so that Faye can, like, make a face. That's what they do the, do the awkward pauses for, is so that Faye Dunaway can make a face after, after a line. So it makes the, what should be very sharp, snappy, and smooth, very stilted and awkward and overall not <laughs> as good as it was, especially because it's word for word. So you have something to compare it to directly. Um, so Miss Barbara loses all of her money to... Henrietta in a game of cards and then she bets her brooch on it and then she loses the brooch so Henrietta's like oh it's gonna look great on me and then and then um Barbara walks to the end of the room and she's like "Ooh, murderer very mad fade on away makes intense eyes and um purses her lips Ooh, look how mad she is um but then she's like oh I'm gonna steal it from her as the as the Captain Jackson, as the highwayman. So, again, now she is has a plan, and now she's going to go steal the brooch back. So she goes and waits in ambush to ambush Henrietta, who's on the carriage going back to London. And for some reason, Henrietta just gets out of the carriage once this once this burglar comes, she just gets out of the carriage and just sort of, like, leans on the carriage like, Oh, oh my, what? Um, that isn't even instructed, really, to get out of the carriage either. And just gets all of her jewelry snatched. Um, like, what? Um, why didn't you just stay in the carriage, ma'am? Um, and then they rush back to the skeleton estate. And Henrietta's like, oh my god, I was just robbed. Um, and then we have um, Barb coming down and being like, well, at least he didn't soil your purity or steal your dignity. And then Henrietta's like, oh, are you trying to make a joke out of me? And then Barb's like, well, it's not that hard to make a joke out of you. But again, in Faye Dunaway's delivery... Um, it's not that hard to make a joke out of you. Very, again, one-dimensional. One-dimensional Barb. Ugh. It's frustrating, because I know how good Barb's portrayal could be. Um. So, brooch taken, and now Barb's, like, hooked on, on the stealing. So now we just get, like, a bit of Barb doing the wicked lady thing. Um and you know doing doing her her steely steely thing. <laughs> um so the next thing that happens is the slap scene. So in the eastern wing in her new room Miss Barb is there, and Caroline is like, bro, why have you been, like, not paying attention to Ralph at all? Blah, blah, blah. And then that's when Barb in the original says, well, I've never loved him. And then, because of that, Carol slaps her. No, that doesn't happen. Instead, Barb is just like, well, you know... Um, I'm just not, like, feeling it right now. And then Barb's like, I... No, and then Kara's like, I let you take him from me because I thought you were my friend, and then slapped her. Um, uh-huh. So, in the remake, we are to believe Caro is doing this more for Barbara than she is out of her love for Ralph. Why? Barbara's been an absolute horrid bitch to you this whole time. Why are you letting her... Why did you let her marry Ralph out of her being your friend when, like, literally 
she's been horrible. It makes way more sense for Caroline to be like, well, if Ralph truly loves you, um, then I'm going to do whatever makes him the happiest. So letting him marry Barb, that makes sense. Not her being like, I thought you were my friend. What? Um, So in the original, after this slapping incident, Caroline leaves, goes to London. But no, in this film, in this film, the 1983 version, she just stays even after slapping Barbara. Like, why would you stay, girl? Get out. Um, um, so again, Barb's still like on her, on her bandit grind and she runs into, um, Captain Jackson. Um, so she and Captain Jackson rob some people together and no, this is like where one of the good lines of the film happens. Um, she and Jackson are riding away on the horses and a guy takes out his 1600s pistol and shoots at them and the gun just explodes on him and he's like, damn, gun exploded. Yeah, that's what he says. Damn, guns exploded. Like, that best line of the film, hands down, methinks. Um, so... Barb and Jackson. Jackson's like, bro, this is my territory. What are you doing here? Barb is like, um, this is your territory? I don't think so. Um, and this is... But instead of, like, actually talking like normal people, Jackson knocks <laughs> knocks Barbara off of her horse by tackling her so that they're both on the ground. And then he pulls off her mask and hat and is like, oh my god, so you're a woman? What? Let's go to the tavern together then. In the original, it's, um, her hair is revealed to be long, revealing her as a woman, but they don't reveal their masks yet until they get to the tavern. And that's when he's like, oh, I want to pork you. No, in this one, Jackson knows she's a woman, knows her face when they first encounter each other. So the dialogue that they have once they get to the tavern makes no sense because Jackson's like, I haven't seen your face before take off your mask. Like, what? Why did you guys change this part? Again, why did you change the part um, in the film and then make it make um, no sense because you keep in the dialogue from the original? Oh my god. It's painful. Um... So now Barb and Jackson are like bandit buddies. They are robbing together. And these people are dual wielding pistols. Like old, old pistol. Like pistol muskets, I think. Like dual wielding them. One in each hand. That, oh my god. It's painful to think of it, you know. It's painful to my little heart. Um... So then we have Barb finding out at the christening of, well, at the godparenting ceremony of one of the farmer's kids, like one of the tenants of Ralph's land. We don't get um, any indication that this is like a thing. Because like at least in the original it was held in a church. This one is just like held in a field. Um, and this is where Barb finds out that there's a gold caravan that she and Jackson could loot. Ooh, so fun. And Barb, you know, is always looking for the next challenge. So she's like, when do you next, when do you next do the thing? Instead of saying like, you know, when do you next depart? Which is what she says in the original. Again, changing things that don't need to be changed at all for no reason. And then not changing things that do need to be changed. So instead of Miss Barbara asking the um, guard of the gold caravan, when do you next depart? She instead goes, when do you next do the thing? (laughs) Dear Lord, it's so, so painful. Um, And then we have the scene where she discusses doing the gold robbery with Jackson. 
And Jackson's like, bro, it's so dangerous. Um, and then Miss Barb being like, no, we need to do it. I'll do it even without you. Um, and Jackson's like, okay, fine, I'll do it then. And instead of them just like having like a romantic picnic and stuff while having this conversation, they're instead um, naked under blankets in a field. <laughs> Again, why? 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 Um, and then they do the they do the robbery and they try and they rob the gold bars and they're able to pick up the gold bars with one hand. Come on, why are you doing some stuff to give it like realism? And then you're absolutely like throwing away realism with other stuff. No sense. Um, so of course now she kills the accidentally kills her her godson's father. Um, and then she gets confronted by Hogarth and is like, bro, you can't keep doing this evil shit. And she's like, I'm fine. I'll repent for my sins and, like, gets down on her knees to, like, beg Hogarth. Um, and instead of having, like, artful scene where it's shot through a fireplace with fire, um, instead it's just a normal, a normal shot with um Barbara down on her knees and this time instead of a fire we have a chair obstructing the view in the middle in between them and between Hogarth and Barbara um just obstructing the scene no reason for it um and then we can see a fireplace in the corner but it's not even lit so we don't even get like the you're going to hell metaphor like we do in the original again you had the resources to be able to to shoot it. You just didn't do it for what? For why? Um, so then we get scenes of... This is a montage that we don't really get in the original. Um, it's a montage of Barbara doing good Christian valued things. Helping in the kitchen. Distilling and making potpourri. Um, cleaning... Cleaning the dishes, you know, all good Christian woman stuff. Um, and then she and Hogarth are talking, and like they they refer they refer to Caroline because at this point Caroline has left because she can't stay in the house anymore because it's like you know toxic environment. So she leaves, and Hogarth's like, "Oh my god, I hear that they're skating, skating and skinning, and skating and sinning um, about Caroline." And then Barb's like, yeah, sinning and skating. Um, so then we cut to Miss Barbara. No, not Miss Barbara. To Miss Caroline, and she's in London on a frozen sheet of ice skating. And this is where she meets Kit. So this sort of just happens like it does in the original. But instead of this happening in one night, it like happens over, over a couple of days. Um, and, of course, how does this end up? But with them having having the the sideways tango um but ma'am this this scene if i honestly this scene sort of traumatized me so uh, i don't even really want to talk about it because it's just like but we have obviously first we have um kit and Caroline making out. Then it progresses to them starting to strip. So then we cut and Miss Caroline is just in her stockings, her shoes, and her um, bustier. And then Kit is still like almost fully dressed. So he slowly removes her, one of her stockings while they're laying on the couch together. Um, and then he removes her shoe as well. But only the, only the left leg. So the right leg still has the shoe and the stocking on, and it's a high heel. So her foot's, like, semi-pointed. Um, and then he just, like, goes in after taking off the left stocking and shoe. He goes into the bustier. So she's still, again... One shoe, one sock, still fully on. And he just goes to take off her bustier now. Um, what's the first thing he does? 
they they take the camera and put it right into her tatas, and then they show him sucking her nipple. Huh? Hello? Is this the wicked lady? Is this the wrong film that I'm watching? Like, excuse me. And then while he's sucking her nipple, he is holding the other boob and squishing it like um, a stress ball. And then he moves on to the one he's squishing like a stress ball and starts sucking that one. Ah, why? No, get this off my screen, please. Luckily, no, not... Well, I guess luckily we get a cut from that shot to another one. But now they're they're on the floor and they are are doing the thing where the thing is inside of the thing. Um, again, why even show this? Again, no relevance to the plot, but at least we've evolved from it just being random extras with no names to being named characters. Um, so they... They do the they do the thing and then they get up and just sort of like embrace naked on the floor for like a few seconds and then they go to a different spot on the floor and start and start going at it again. And then we cut from that scene to them out in the town and being like, "Oh my god, we're getting married." And then um a guy coming up to Caroline and being like, "Hogarth's sick. You need to go back to the manor now." Oh my god, such whiplash. Like, what am I watching? What did I watch? Such a bad film. Um, and that, so we're back in Skelton Manor. Um, Hogarth has just been poisoned by Barbara. Um, and Barbara goes to the shop where she got the poison and is like, bro, he's only sick, he's not dead. The poison didn't work. Um... So, she gets some more poison from the shop lady and goes to poison Hogarth more. Um, And when she gets back, she sees that Miss Caroline is there. And she's like, oh, Caroline, I know you were coming because Hogarth said he sent a letter calling you here. Um, Ma'am, why do you know that? Because... In the, original, in the original, Hogarth sent the letter secretly because he didn't trust Barbara fully because he knows she's an evil bitch, a wicked lady. So he sends the letter to Caroline secretly. And that, like, throws Barbara off her game because she didn't expect it. So having Barbara know that Caroline's coming in this one, it's like, again... Such a small thing that they changed for no reason but to degrade the quality of the story. Um, so Hogarth is like, "Oh my God, you need. I need to tell. I need to tell Ralph that you were a sinner, so that he can help you on your spiritual journey." Um, but then Barb's like, "No, I don't think so." And then Ralph's like, "Oh my God." I mean, no, not Ralph. And then Hogarth's like, oh my god, you're actually gonna kill me. And then she's like, yeah. So he tries to call for Ralph. Um, Ralph comes, can't understand a word he's saying. And then Barbara's like, mm, I'll take care of him. And then smothers him with only a curtain separating her from potential witnesses. Just like in the original. Um, so Hogarth said... Um, Barbara's able to do her banditry as she wanted to before um, because Hogarth's not there to watch over her, to lord over her. Um, So she immediately goes, gets her bandit gear on, and goes to the tavern to meet up with Kit. Not Kit, I mean, with, um, what's his name? Jackson. She goes to the tavern to meet up with Jackson. She finds Jackson there with another woman. Um, and she's like, oh my god, how dare you? And then he's like, what, Barbara? Um, he's like, oh shit. And then Barbara's like, oh, I'm gonna turn you in now. Um, so then this random lady, um, Jackson's mistress, she has the privilege of saying, 
Who the fuck was that? She gets the privilege of dropping the singular F-bomb in The Wicked Lady 1983. Congratulations, ma'am. Um, so Barbara goes, drop, throws the brick through the, through the window, telling, um, Ralph that Jackson's at this tavern. We don't get to see this scene in the original. Um, so they added this and Ralph and his men go to the tavern and just absolutely wreak havoc. They start shooting everything that's not a human in sight. So they like shoot a bunch of ale and like a bunch of hay once they walk into the tavern like what ralph would not do this he's supposed to be gentle and like caring for the common people um but they shoot like everything so then ralph's like we're here to arrest um jackson and then um people are like i'm jackson no i'm jackson no i'm jackson because they like want to protect him but then captain jackson comes out anyway and he's like i won't let my friends take the fall for this so he um, slips, he gives himself up, but then he slips out of their grasp, and then he ends up getting shot in the leg and captured anyways. Like, why did they need to show that if he's going to get captured anyways? Mm, come on. So... Now Jackson's captured and we just magically teleport to London. But this time we're in London, we get the pleasure of having um, a little title card telling us that we're in London. Because, you know, we really could have used that when we had the six-month time skip, when we went to London the first time, when we were at the Skelton Manor for the first time, maybe. But no, um, like 25 minutes left in the film is when we get our first, like, location designation like thank you so much thank you so it tells us we're in london and we're about to have the execution of jackson so again verbatim the conversation exact same as the original just worse off in delivery and timing um Barb ends up getting into a carriage, and then she meets up with Caroline, and then they end up going to the execution. Um, Mr. Jackson gives his speech about how a woman should never be trusted, blah, 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 and how the one woman he trusted betrayed him. Um, and then he writes a letter to Barb and asks, but this time he asks his mistress, the one that had the privilege of saying fuck, deliver the note to, to Barb. Um, so Barb reads the note, but now the mistress knows who Barb is. So Barb, after she reads the note, hands the mistress some of her jewelry and is like, oh, Jackson said that I looked like a nice lady, so I'll give this to her for bringing it to me. And then the lady throws it back at Barb and is like, um, I don't need your charity, you bitch. Um, and then Caroline's like, can I read the note? And Barb's like, no. Um, no further pushing. Caroline's not like, but don't you trust me? Let me look at the note. Barb, just, just one question. Not, you know. Um, so now the mistress starts attacking Barb because she's like, oh my God, you're such a bitch. I don't need your charity. So she like pulls her out of the carriage and they like start cat fighting. This is the one improvement on the original. They have like, a five-minute fight scene between Barbara and this random woman. Um, like, the fight scene is very intense. They, like, catfight. Then they start rolling on the ground, and then they roll down a hill together. Um, and then somebody throws a whip into the mix. So then the rando lady starts whipping at Barbara, but then Barbara grabs the whip from her and starts whipping at the mistress lady. And somehow this whip ends up um, making the mistress lady's shirt rip off, exposing her tatas. So now her tatas are just out um, flapping in the wind while she's getting whipped by Barbara. And then she's getting like lash marks from her. But then somebody throws a second whip into the mix. So then 
Barbara starts getting lash marks on her. And then only then does somebody decide to break it up. So Kit comes. Um, Barbara has like a giant lash mark on her cheek. And he's like, oh my god, Barbara. And she's like, Kit? Um, So then we see her getting treated for her wounds at her at the house and she's like oh my god what happened kit you're getting married to caroline and he's like yeah um sorry about that so then they all go back to skeleton estate um barbara and kit have like their little meet up in the garden but this time instead of kissing and kit being like no we can't do this um kit's just like no we can't do this without the kiss Okay, um, and then after they have their walking in the garden, um, Kit runs into Ralph, and Ralph, like, points a gun at Kit and is like, bro, stay away from Barbara, even though Ralph cares not one ounce for Barbara, (laughs) he still is like, stay away from her, um, so then we have Barbara in her room, and then Jackson breaks in, and he's like, he just goes on, like, the same tirade that he did when he was about to get hung about, like, oh my god, I loved a woman once, but then she betrayed my trust. Probably because you slept with another woman when she told you not to. Um, but now he's, like, he's, like, talking like this. He's talking like, oh my god, Barbara, you betrayed me, but now we can be together. Like, he's talking like, smoker dude. He didn't do this earlier in the film. So, like, He put this voice on just, just for this scene. Again, why did you do this? Hmm. And then he ends up, um, forcing her into unwanted sexual relations, as is in the original, but instead of running to Kit immediately after and being like, oh my god, take me away from here. I don't care if we don't have money. I just need you. Um, Barb runs to Kit's door, but it's locked. And then she runs into Ralph. And Ralph's like, um, bro, I told him to stay away from you. So now he's going to stay away from you. Blah, blah, blah. So now Barb's like, oh my God, I guess I have to kill Ralph now. Because Ralph told Kit to stay away from me. And instead of her sort of being suggested this by Kit, like, if Ralph wasn't a thing, then we could be together, but he is, so unfortunately, we can't be together. Instead of, like, it's sort of being fed into her mind, so it makes sense for her, so, not so that it makes sense for her to make these jumps of conclusivity, but so that we have some believability to her line of thought. Instead, it's just like, oh, he told Kit to stay away from, stay away from me. I guess I'll kill him. Okay. Okay, girl. So the next day, um, they all, Kit, Caroline, and Ralph get in the carriage and go off back to London. Miss Barbara is in her room having a headache. Um, but before we actually get Barbara out there to attempt to shoot Ralph, um, the three Kit, Caroline, and Ralph stop at, like, a little tavern to have lunch, and they're like, um, that's when they make the plan to wife swap so that they can all be happy. Um, instead of this being the plan from Ralph and Caroline the whole time, because Ralph and Caroline, I mean, not Ralph and Caroline, between Kit and Caroline, Kit and Caroline had this whole plan in the original from the get-go. They were both like, this is how we can both end up with the people that we love. But no, this is something that they come up with after pointing guns at each other. And literally five seconds before they were about to part ways. Like, what? Okay. I guess it's this way then. So Barb runs into um, Jackson while she's on her way to shoot Ralph. Um... But she ends up shooting Jackson because he was going to warn Ralph. Um, And then he falls off his horse and is, like, saying his final words. But then Barb shoots him again. So, like, 
bit more brutal than the original. I guess I sort of respect it. Bit more cold-hearted of her, but... I sort of like watching The Descent into Madness rather than Barb literally being one-dimensional, no character development at all, which is this film, 1983 version. Um, So Barb goes to shoot Ralph, ends up getting shot herself, and goes back to the manor. Um, This time, she is just like all bloodied herself, doesn't get any help from Caroline because this film, Caroline, is not forgiving. She's not... We don't get any character development for anyone, literally. Um, And then Barb's like, to Kit, oh, I actually killed all these people. Oops. And then Kit goes away, disgusted, and... (laughs) The end. Oh my god. Remake of The Wicked Lady. Horrible. It's already a bad film. Um... And it's only, and it only gets worse once you've seen the original because um, the things that didn't make sense if you have just seen this film make even less sense since they had all the right things and then they decided to make those right things absolutely wrong. Oh my god. Very bad. Very bad. This film deserved to lose the millions that it did in the box office. Um, But yeah, that is The Wicked Lady 1983. And I hope you join me next time. So, I'll wind to you next time. I just said next time, like, so many times. Oopsies. (laughs)